get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With Michelle Smallman, I'm Randy Carricker. Good to have you with us on Carricker and Smallman on 101 ESPN. We go now to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. Chip Patterson covers college football for CBS Sports. He's the host of the Cover 3 podcast, and he's taking some time to join us now on 101 ESPN. Chip, good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. I hope you all are. Everything's good. We want to start with this. Is the Big Ten going to play this fall? They will, I think... And I believe that they will try to play this fall. I feel less confident about this October, this mid-October date, as I do about uh, some of the previously discussed and previously proposed uh, plans that involve getting started in late to no- late November, utilizing campuses that are mostly going to be empty, and also just buying the Midwest a little bit more time for some of these areas where the local health restrictions are are really going to be a big impediment in even trying to get together for college football games. And so, you know, the I understand the move that was instigated probably mostly by college football coaches and athletic directors to try and get in on the college football playoff picture. But if you're going to make the announcement to postpone on August 11th, then to come back with the sole idea that you can get in front of the college football playoff selection committee – I mean, I think that that is a, a big, big bending of your stance for to happen when you're uh, basically going to be pointing to you know rapid results testing as one of the big anchors of why you think things are going to change. The EKG monitoring so that you can address the myocarditis inflammation of the heart concerns. If they come out and they decide that they want to get going in mid-October, they certainly have some medically-based changes and developments that will allow them to support it, but. I, I look at that decision as being something that's entirely driven by the college football playoff, the pursuit of a national championship, and trying to get involved in the New Year's Six. And, you know, chasing, chasing titles, that's a, that's a big commitment for an entire conference to make. And we heard from the Wisconsin chancellor just yesterday that this is going to be a all-in or all-out move by the conference. And so for that reason – I don't see the Big Ten. I'm not. I'm, you know, who knows? <laughs> who knows at this point? But you know, my, if you're asking my opinion right now, as we sit here on September 15th, I think that they probably utilize some of those first plans that we heard about, which do include a little bit of a, a November start date. You work your way into December, and, and in that way, you're not messing up 2021 as much. You're still getting in a college football season for the players that want to be a part of it, that have worked so hard to try and be a part of college football this season. You do probably miss out on the college football playoff, 
but at least uh, you still get that competition. Chip, I was just going to ask you that. So you think that even with an October or November start date, that there won't be any altering of the college football playoff process at all if the Big Ten decides to come back? If it, it, I'm speaking of the like Thanksgiving weekend plan that I think was first reported maybe two weeks ago. And I think that with a December 20th selection Sunday, boy, that would be something else. Actually, you know what? Now that you mention it, I kind of hope it does happen. I want to see an 8-1 and one team get left out for a 3-0 Ohio State because college football really is all about the yelling. And if we can say we're going to use the eye test and put a 3-0 and o team over a team that's completed a complete season – Boy, that would just that would just burn, that would melt the message boards. And you know what? I I think that I could uh, sit around, grab some popcorn, and, and watch that go down. But that's I mean that's just my hunch, right? Because if you start October seventeenth, then you're probably trying to get in enough of a season, maybe just division play, but at least enough of a season that you can hold a Big Ten championship game on December nineteenth which is uh, the day that you know, we believe we'll see the SEC championship game that day. I think the ACC is utilizing a 12th or 19th, and I would imagine given some of the postponements that we've already seen in the ACC, that date ends up being on the 19th. And then like that was what blew my mind. The college football playoff, they came out right before the season started. They said, all right, here's the calendar. This is when we're releasing our rankings, December 20th. It's going to be our new selection Sunday. And guess what? We're still going to host uh, the semifinals on January 1st at the Sugar Bowl and the Rose Bowl. Blew my mind. I, I just I wasn't sure how that was going to be handled. But that business as usual approach, I really do think, lit a fire under the Big Ten to say, all right, well, you know, if we want to be included in the pursuit of a national championship, if they are going to crown a national champion, then, you know, what can we do? And I, I really sense that that um, that fire was lit by the coaches and now we've got uh, those discussions going on within all those university communities throughout the conference. Chip Patterson of CBS Sports with us on Carriker and Smallman on 101 ESPN and Chip as you know the SEC is going to play only a conference schedule and after seeing what happened to the Big 12 last weekend and some of the blood donors that went in and beat the likes of Kansas and Iowa State I'm kind of glad Missouri doesn't have like a central Arkansas coming into Faroe Field. Well, I mean, you're just glad you don't have a Sunbelt team because this is <laughs> right. the year of the Sunbelt. <laughs> like, going into it, I was thinking, okay, um, you know, we at CBS Sports, we do the CBS Sports 130 every year. You know, try and expand our vision beyond the top 25, understand that the, 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 one of the great things about college football is that you've got all these unique rivalries, you've got all this passion, and you've got all these interesting storylines beyond those little numbers that are beside the score bug on Saturdays. And so, you know, we've limited it to 76, and now all of a sudden I'm saying there's a real opportunity for us to dig in on some of these group of five conferences and start to see what's happening. And, and the Sun Belt, man, because, uh, you know, Arkansas State put up a pretty good fight against Memphis in week one, and then they come in in week two and they beat Kansas State in Manhattan. Coastal Carolina, I mean, Coastal Carolina just dominates Les Miles, 2-0 and <laughs> against the hat. I kind of think he needs to send his LSU title ring to Myrtle Beach, and they can put it somewhere <laughs> during Biker Week. And then, like, listen, Louisiana is a legit football program. They deserve, like, that is a team that in the same way Appalachian State made it up into the top 25 last year, I mean, 
as you know, obviously scouting uh, Eli Drinkwitz before his arrival, like I, I kind of think that Louisiana is in that spot too. The App State and Louisiana have played for the last two Sun Belt championships. I both think I think they are both quality teams that would deserve top twenty-five consideration, even in a year that involves both uh, the big both the Big Ten and the Pac-12. And so, uh, yeah, I think it's gonna it's gonna be uh, one of the other aspects of this adjusted and modified season is that we do get to spotlight some group of five programs, some group of five conferences. And the, the Sun Belt since the start of 2016 has played pretty good football at the top of the conference. Top three or four teams have been really solid. And, uh, and I think we get to celebrate that as the Big 12 just really, really took one on the chin. Chip, it seems like we've been asking this question since Joe F- Tess famously uttered it, but is Texas back? <laughs> They're here, okay? <laughs> back, back is a moving target, but they are absolutely here. And here is ready to compete for a Big 12 championship. Like, that's, that is the real um, adjustment that we need to make because, remember, 2018, they get to the Big 12 championship game, and, and they are in the mix. They are in that game in the third quarter, and then Oklahoma just kind of hits the gas, uh, I mean, not just Kyler Murray's Heisman year. I mean, we're seeing what Kyler Murray's doing now. is unique talent. Just the, the Sooners were able to pull away in the fourth quarter, but they were there. And then last season, uh, yes, we can, we can blame some of the injuries on the defensive side of the ball. We can show that, you know, the depth at running back got so bad that they were using their third-string quarterback as a running back. You know, Sam Ellinger had to – had to shoulder way too much of the load, but there was also some disappointing losses. And so for me, the next step for Texas isn't showing that you can compete in that Red River game. It's not just making it to the Big 12 championship game. It is avoiding the losses to unranked Big 12 teams. Every Tom Herman Texas year has had at least one loss to an unranked conference foe. And it's, you know, that's the, the sort of mystique around Tom Herman right now is you know he's going to have his teams, and this goes back to Houston, you know he's going to have his teams fired up and dialed into those bowl games, right? They beat Georgia. They ran through Utah. You know that they're going to be ready for that Oklahoma game. But what's going to happen when it's that unranked Iowa State or when it's TCU? That is going to be the next step when I start to feel confident that Texas has turned a corner. I don't know what back is. Back is such a moving target. It'll make us dizzy trying to land there. But they are here. Texas has a team that can win the Big 12. The next step to being a championship form playoff contender is not going to be how you play against Oklahoma. It's going to be making sure that you don't lose that game that you were supposed to win uh, against another conference opponent. Couple more quick things for Chip Patterson of CBS Sports. Number one, Chip, you mentioned last year's App State and Eli Drinkwitz. As you've observed him and you know what the Mizzou program is capable of, what do you think the long term prospects are two, three years down the road for Drinkwitz at Mizzou? The long term prospects are great. And I would say that it is uh, probably some of the lessons that I've taken from watching him and how he's handled the program and sort of the, the connection that he's tried to make with the players uh, over the, these last tumultuous months. Because I, I really believe that there is a modern college football profile where, where you're not going to be able to be this hardened, old-school, 
you know, break them down to build them up. You need to be able to listen. You need to be able to communicate. You need to be able to connect. You need to be able to show support for the modern college football player. And I think that the way that that he has responded and the way he's held himself and, and sort of the, at least what I've been able to get from digging in, doing my research over here in North Carolina, certainly seems like he's been able to get some buy-in. So the long-term prospects are really, really good in that sense. I will say that my immediate, I don't have uh, extremely high hopes for an immediate, like, you know, spark here in year one, but there's no doubt that like being able to make that climb up to starting to threaten those top teams in the division, that's something that should absolutely be a goal. And I think it's a goal that's attainable in terms of the long-term prospects. And finally, Chip, we know you cover golf as well for CBS Sports. Who do you like this weekend in the U.S. Open? I like John Rahm. Uh, Here's at the Memorial uh, at Muirfield Village and then at the BMW Championship at Olympia Fields outside of Chicago. Uh, Those were the two tournaments since the restart that we saw bogeys that weren't just 30 under birdie fest. And so John Rahm won both of those events with the toughest course setups that we saw. He's got all of the shots, and he's got incredible resilience. And so, yeah, I'd like him to win his first major championship here at Wingfoot. Great stuff. Thank you. Hopefully we can do this again soon. Sounds good. Y'all be well. You too. That is Chip Patterson. You can follow him at Chip underscore Patterson on Twitter. And, of course, read his work at CBSSports.com. It's fun to talk a little college football. Y'all doing well? Y'all, uh, our boy Scott with the y'alls nonstop and the text and the email chain, y'all this, y'all that. I'm like, y'all, we're from Missouri. Yeah, he, w- he was in Texas for a while. Yeah, I so. know, I know. <laughs> when I first got down there, I was like, oh, I'm never going to be that guy that keeps saying y'all all the time. And then after like two or three weeks, I was like, y'all, what's up? <laughs> like, I just, I had to. I, it's just a way of life down there. I told him when I was in the East Coast, I picked up Wicked. Wicked, yeah. Like Dun- wicked, Dunkin' wicked Donuts. Tired. Wicked, wicked Good Donuts. Wicked Great Donuts. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up on Character <laughs> and Smallman, the Cardinals need to play 500 against the Milwaukee Brewers, and they got off to a start with that last night. That's next on 101 ESPN.